All right. Before we get into it, we want to tell you about one of our sponsors, Anchor. And if you haven't already heard of Anchor, it's seriously the easiest way to make a podcast, guys. And it's how we distribute Draft Queens to your earballs and out to all of you. And not to mention it's free. So if you're thinking about making your own podcast, or if you just want to check out other podcasts, go to anchor.fm or download the Anchor app today. What's up, everybody? It's your Draft Queens, Kate and Michelle, and we are back in your earballs on a Thursday to round out part four and our final part of our fantasy rankings breakdown, position by position. And Michelle, what are we talking about today, which could potentially be the easiest category and quickest mini episode, but who are we breaking down today? We're breaking down the tight ends, and I Woo. definitely agree with you. I, I, let's see if me and you are like totally on the same page on this one because I feel like it's pretty, pretty much a no-brainer who the top five are. Yeah, and and just to if you're just tuning in this week, that's okay. Go back and listen to episodes one through three, our mini episodes, uh, to kick off our our season. But we've said this in our first three mini episodes. It is no different in our fourth and final that Michelle and I have not traded notes, and we are just breaking down our top five in each positional ca- category live on the mic, and seeing if we kind of came up with the same rankings and why, and really why and where people fall in the top five if not top 10 and then coming to y'all with a sleeper because everybody loves a sleeper and never hurts to have a flex spot so who's number one kate travis kelsey done easy travis kelsey without a shadow of a doubt although there is one other person there's only one other person who i could equate with travis kelsey who is it great it's 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 george kittle yeah. Oh my God. You said Greg. I thought you were going to say Greg Olson. I was like, oh. I thought I was going to say Greg. Ki- I don't know where I was going for a minute there. I got so excited to like say his name. That I was I like, no, 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 no. That's not what I'm thinking. <laughs> Do not say Greg Olson. It's Do not, not Greg- say Greg Olson it's or else we're canceling the show. We're never doing this again. Yeah. We, uh, yeah, we'll revoke our own self imposed licenses as being football experts. Yes. I would say number one, number two, without a question, Travis Kelsey on the Kansas City Chiefs and George Kittle on the San Francisco. 49ers uh Michelle where do we start you want to start with number one just pick up that number one spot and why Travis is the best tight end in the league I mean look the the cool thing about tight ends is like they kind of are like a Swiss army knife they do a little bit of everything right and I think Travis Kelsey and George Kittle do a little bit of everything really well they Mm -hmm. can catch they can block they can run you know they're swift like these are these are strong strong tight ends and I, and I just don't think that there's any really other way that you can sort of put it besides having those two guys number one and number two yeah. you know they they definitely are in the sort of elite tier within the league I think everybody else that we talk about definitely is a is a a, a bump below them mm-hmm. doesn't mean they're terrible by any means but uh these guys yeah are just really like elite in in uh in the tight end space. Yeah, they're the gold standard. You cannot go wrong drafting Travis Kelsey or George Kittle. I don't think there's really much else to say. I think just keep that in your back pocket if you're even wondering hmm, who like who are the tight ends in the league this year without a standard they are the golden standard. They are just the top of the league. Where I'm more curious to pick your brain is pretty much 
I would say the next nine, eight or nine players. Uh, <laughs> That's a lot. Let's, yeah. let's see who we can get through here. Well, uh, who, do you have as, who do you think you have as number three over there? Um, I think I have... Uh, this pains me. Like, it really pains me to go with the Eagles. Not because they're the Eagles, but mm. because I've been burned before by Zach Ertz. Burned. He's um he's on my radar. He's on my radar. I'm not convinced he's number three, but that's that's where I'm landing for the moment. I am with you, and I will try to help you out here because you're having a problem. Just I have making, a problem with Zachary. You're having yeah. a little bit of a problem. It's okay, and that's fine because I would actually put Mark Andrews on the Ravens as number three. So maybe that makes uh, you feel better about putting Zach Ertz at number four. It does. It does because I, uh, that those were the two that I was between. And um, we've talked about this on earlier episodes or mini episodes, but yeah, Mark Andrews, I, I like, I like how the Ravens are shaking out. And I also like more people uh, that, uh, that can be looked at on the Ravens right now because no more old Thomas. You know what I'm saying? I like him as, yeah, I like him as a, as a pretty good, uh, a pretty good partner in crime with uh, Lamar Jackson over yeah, in agreed. Baltimore. Agreed. So agreed. I, I have him at three and then uh, Ertz at, uh, at number four. He he's, you know, he's definitely reliable. He's another one of those guys that just, you know, he's been at it and he's really yeah. good at a lot of things. And another season under Carson Wentz's belt, you know, like he's got a solid personal look at in Zach Ertz. I, I do feel good about it, but I, I have gotten severely burned the years that the Eagles did not fly Eagles fly when the Eagles sunk Eagles sunk or whatever. Uh, <laughs> I'm losing it. Um, okay, all right. Well, that that was a that was a quick top four. Wow, that was that was good. That was good. That's a good top four. I think the the number five spot that I've been reading a lot about is um, Darren Waller. On the I know nothing now- about this person. Now, the now Las Vegas Raiders, which just seems weird, and it's going to take me... I'm probably going to screw that up, like, a hundred times when we Yeah, talk about I season. just... I wrote down LV on my sheet here. And you and probably I was didn't like, even know what you meant. No, I, I didn't. I, I didn't even write Raider. If I, We just all wrote Raiders, but of course I wrote down the different cities, so I wrote LV, and it just took me about two minutes to figure out what LV was. Okay. It is right. Las Vegas. And so, Darren Waller, t- can you tell me anything about him? I know absolutely nothing. I can tell you that he had a really great breakout season in 2019. He actually finished second among NFL tight ends in receptions and receiving yards. Mm. So again, like there's there's this weird thing with tight ends, right? A lot of times, you know, they're not necessarily getting like a ton of yardage. They're kind of getting like some short passes or they're getting those play action dumps in the end zone, which is great because you get the points for, you know, the touchdown and things of that nature. But what seems to stand out about Darren is the fact that he did really, really well in terms of um, receiving yards, which I don't think you usually see a ton of yardage for um, for tight ends. So I think that's why he's you okay. know rounding rounding out that top five. Okay, I can see it. I can see it. I know very little, but that does make me more heartened to know he had a killer breakout year. Last year? It was last year, 2019? Yeah, it was. Wow, wow, wow. 2020 feels like it's been a decade, doesn't it? Oh, it does. Oh, it does. <laughs> oh, boy. Okay. I I, I trust you as normal. I you trust do? you. Okay, good. I like yeah. that. I, I'll, I'll give you a couple other ones. Yeah, please. And, and please. Tell, tell me if you, if you trust me. I need help. I need help. My tight end situation is all sort of jumbled up, like I said. I've got about eight people who are sort of 
in contention for the the top 10. Well, you're not you're not alone. That is really kind of the way that even experts are looking at it. Like it's like we said, there's that elite elite level of Kelsey and Kittle, and then there's the Ertz Andrews, and like outside of that, again, it's not a total toss up. Obviously, someone like we just talked about, Darren Waller, is really strong. But mm-hmm. I think again, this is another one of those things where it's like there are definitely, you know, who who knows how they're going to click each of these guys. So it's it's a little interchangeable, but. I I like um this sort of goes along with my Tom Brady thing. I like <sighs> Gronk. He's funny and he's fun to watch. He is. And he's back playing with Tom, so I think he's gonna do well. Okay. We'll see. Yeah. That feels um, like a hard pick to me, but I'm totally with it. It's a li- it, it might be a little bit of a hard pick, but that's I'm with okay. It. Like, look, we we have said this about our show. I ain't crunching numbers. Yeah. I'm not good at that. I'm reading. I'm reading my magazine. I'm looking at the teams. I'm and you're having at some, some feels. Some, yeah, I'm having some feels. Hundred percent. Yeah, I can. Gronk's crazy. He's nuts. But you know what? Maybe he'll have a fun time down in Tampa with Tommy again. I Listen, don't know. he had some time off. He's got like a gorgeous girlfriend and Camille Kostek. So I, uh, <laughs> I, I think he's doing all right. And so if his outs off the field type world translates to on the field this year, I could, I can, I can get down with a Gronk again back in the league. I like it. I like it. Anyone else we should one? know about? Yeah, how about um, Austin Hooper, who was on the Falcons last year and did fairly well over there for the Falcons, has now moved over to the Browns, mm-hmm. who have Baker Mayfield as their quarterback. Which people I've, are feeling Eyebrows okay raised, that's about. how I am, eyebrows raised, I don't know, Baker. I don't know, work. State Farm must Little. be really regretting that sponsorship last year, but anyway. I mean, those commercials were pretty fucking funny, though. I actually, you know what, shout out to State Farm, those were funny, and I I, uh, <laughs> I respect it, and I am, I am considering your brand affinity and awareness more fully. Anyway, exactly. shout out to State Farm. Exactly. Great insurance, I, I suppose. I think that he'll provide a little bit of like a solid target for Baker. So mm. I, I think that I think he could potentially have a a little bit of a maybe a breakout. Yeah, see, in a new yeah. in a new place. Can I throw two other names out there that I've just been thinking about? But overall, Please. actually, there's three. Oh, oh man, oh, I'm just gonna God. rattle them off, and then we'll stick with the one that feels most most strong to you i like it i like um it. there's a lot of chatter around the la teams rams and chargers so tyler higby and hunter henry um okay. i believe i've had each of them over the last two years or so in different leagues uh and also third being jared cook on the saints who i okay. always feel like is a solid if you I, I felt solid about him before and i think he could solidly land himself in my top 10 not to say that there are a ton of tight ends to choose from but i do feel good about him being in the stronger half of that of that uh of that pool what do you think i can definitely get down with that i think when you're on new orleans that just bodes well for you in general because that team is that team so and he had a great season last season so I I definitely agree with that um I like Higby he was sort of like he kind of came alive like later in the season so again that might be someone that maybe you don't necessarily draft but you keep an eye on him or again you kind of not exactly sure but I like that name I like that name Tyler Higby yeah, and then Hunter Henry is also up there for me, but he's kind of he and Tyler Higby fall into a similar category for me where they feel less proven. So I feel yes. a little 
antsy about potentially drafting them. I feel better actually about an Austin Hooper to your point. And also for some reason, there's just like a feel again, going with this whole feeling thing. There's a feeling around Jared Cook for me where he just feels more reliable and a more stable organization. So uh, he feels good to me too. And then let's also just remember Hunter Henry that you talked about while you may not feel he's super proven. And I tend, I tend to agree with you. Let's also remember that they have a rookie quarterback this year in Justin Herbert. Um, so again, you never know what that means for pass catchers when there's a rookie quarterback coming in, especially since a lot of the rookies are running quarterbacks. And so you just, you just don't know how that's going to kind of unfold yet um, for the Chargers with a new QB. So that could, could make you a little bit more weary of, uh, of, of Hunter Henry until, until we see how that plays out. Mm, that's a really good call. That's a really good call. Huh? Well, it seems like we've got a lot of depth here and similar to the wide receiver situation. There's across the board, a number of tight ends who feel pretty good, maybe a little unreliable, maybe not quite sure based on, you know, a new quarterback, for example. Um, But is there anyone we want to call out as a sleeper? Do you have one? Because mine was going to be Gronk because he's Gronk. And uh, I really hope he has a great year. He's a sleeper because he hasn't played in the league for the last couple years. So mine was going to be Gronk. But since you've already called him out, is there anyone else that is at the bottom of your list that could pop up to the top at some point? Uh, so we were just talking about Philip Rivers, and perhaps it's interesting to mention that he will now be the quarterback for the Colts. Mm-hmm. And the Colts have Jake Doyle, who's a fairly strong tight end, definitely down towards the lower, you know, ranking end of it. However, I think maybe having a new QB over there could do well for Mr. Jack Doyle. I think I think the watching Rivers play when he was on the Chargers, he did do, you know, he he paid attention to his tight ends let's put it that way right Mm -hmm. and so that could be really great for for you know jack doyle and having someone that you know focuses on that as his new qb in uh indianapolis huh you know i feel like we could spend some time with the colts and as a titans fan i shiver when i hear the colts because for some reason there's some insane stat that i'm not coming to the table with today but the titans always lose to the colts Always, always, always. And the Colts Mm. actually do fairly well in the AFC South. Um, To me this year, they are kind of an anomaly in that I have no idea how they're going to do. I have no idea how Phillip Rivers coming into that organization and thinking about the T.Y. Hiltons of the world and the other veterans who are hanging around. I just don't know if they'll be stagnant. Uh, or if they'll be exciting and having uh, Jonathan Taylor and, you know, folks like that who are on their roster. I don't really know where to go with the Colts, but I feel like I could, we we will soon find out. I think their first couple games will be very telling for how their season could go. Um, so that's an interesting take. I, I like the thinking behind it, and I know that the Colts have some resiliency. I'm thinking back to the Peyton Manning days, the glory days for the Colts, so... Who knows? That could be a really good sleeper. Nice. I guess, yeah. Nice. I guess that's my that's my sleeper. And I, I would say here's the thing on on tight ends. Um, you know, definitely try to get someone that you feel is, you know, top of the top cream of the cream of the crop for your draft. Um, and then look to double up um later on in the in the draft if there is some of these other guys are still available. So most leagues, you know, you're playing one tight end um, per game. 
Um, so you don't need to go crazy. You don't need a ton of depth on these guys. Mm. However, if, if there is someone, you know, that you feel is a sleeper or, you know, feels, feels pretty strong in, in your book that you can, you know, kind of get in a later round after you've already gotten sort of your like number one tight end, Mm -hmm. it doesn't hurt to potentially maybe get somebody else, um, you know, to, uh, to have on your bench as well. Yep, you never know how tight ends will perform. And also, I think just on this show alone in the last 15 minutes, we've named, and depending, I mean, if you're in a 14-team league, God help you, good luck, that's too many for me. (laughs) Bless Bless you. But if you're in a 10-person league or a 12-person league, the I mean, we like we said, we clearly know the two best tight ends in the league. Everyone else, we just talked through another eight to ten tight ends. So you have some options. There's no real hustle if you do end up getting one of those top 12. Let's say if you're in a 12, 12, uh, 12 team league, perfect. You are covered on that spread in terms of picking up someone who hopefully will have some value and pay out for you in the season. So couldn't agree with you more. And then waiting on a secondary, I think, is uh, super smart. Yeah, don't don't draft them too early. And if there's something good left kind of in lingering in those late late rounds, no no harm in grabbing another tight end. Does this mean that we've made it through all four of our positional breakdowns? Is this it? It does. You know, you know what that means, though? Oh, my God. I'm so excited for what that means. Officially time for our first episode of season two. Yeah. (laughs) tomorrow's episode one season two you know michelle i have to say we did 19 episodes in season one this year we're hoping to do upwards of 20 if not up to 26 episodes in season one and it all starts tomorrow are you ready for this i mean sports are back baby I'm very ready. Uh, I hope y'all don't get uh, too sick of our voices because, like Kate said, please we're, don't. Uh, we're doing more this year. Everybody. We're around. And I hope, I hope that this little tidbit of position by position banter, countdown, ranking has been fun and helpful. Um, and now everybody go kick ass in your draft. Yes. And listen to us tomorrow. If you haven't had enough yet, tomorrow is our first episode of the actual season. This has just been your appetizer round, but tomorrow is the entree. We're doing our inaugural season two episode, and that's dropping tomorrow morning. So make sure you tune in on Friday, September 4th. That is tomorrow. Uh, Tune in, and we will be doing a holistic and full breakdown of everything we've talked about and more. We're thinking full team breakdowns, uh, different divisionals. We're thinking just about the league holistically and how that can affect your fantasy draft before it happens and the season kicks off next week. So tune in for us tomorrow. And uh, guys, we can't wait. I can't wait, Michelle. I cannot wait for season two of Draft Queens. Let's go!